Hey fam. You know we gotta pay the bill, so we're gonna start off with that. Cold read. The grappling hour is brought to you by Luda Gear. Athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire grub meal prep. Meal prep done right. Now let's get to the show. me helio for i have sinned welcome one and all this is your friendly neighborhood podcaster rafa sparza saying it's a good day for grappling however uh you know yesterday was the kasai and that was a lot of fun to watch and whenever you ingest so much of grappling your your voice naturally sounds a little different so if i'm down an octave i'm very sorry if i sound the exact same to you i'm sorry as well i feel like it's important to start off with a good apology and for good mental health there's an interesting phenomenon when we talk about the way that people find their grappling game. One of the things that people really enjoy, at least from my interpretation of our show, is when we ask grapplers how they came up with their particular magic, their juju, the things that make them special. A lot of times the grapplers will tell you it's taken years to manifest. For example, over the weekend, Gary Tonin won his third MMA fight via a guillotine. A lot of people would say, you know, where did that guillotine come from? Where has that really been manifesting? Gary's known as a leg lock guy because of the Danner Death Squad. Um, I can tell you firsthand, Gary has a solid guillotine. Uh, guillotine me years ago after we did a funny video at his expense. And sometimes those things come by the wayside. So if you were to say to Gary uh, as a noob, maybe who's watching him for the very first time, oh my God, where did that guillotine come from? The answer is from years and years of practice. We mostly just see a lot of these athletes at the pinnacle of their athletic prime. So a lot of times they've been working on these moves for years. And sometimes even if you're known for something, it's not exactly a thing you set out doing at the very beginning. Having said that, um, that sort of prompted me to figure out what we were going to discuss today. And what I thought I would share with you today is this. There is a very nice compliment that people give me when I roll with them. This isn't all of the time, but I would say more than 90% of the time, this is the compliment that I get. Wow, Raph, you have really good defense. Without fail, this is what I get. This is the best compliment a number of prominent MMA and jiu-jitsu folks who I have trained with have told me. This is also the compliment I get from almost all of my teammates. In fact, even recently, um, my black belt instructor, Marcelo, uh, when he was handing out compliments to everybody, he was like, you know, Hoffa, Hoffa has very good defense. It's very hard to, very hard to get him. I guess since we talked about the origin story, we talked about how a lot of my beginnings came from the fact that I was hard to submit, quote unquote. Um, that's not to say people don't cut through it like 
uh, butter and knife and that sort of thing. It, it happens a lot, but routinely, I would say for a number of people, uh, you know, they would compliment and say, if they had to give me one compliment, they'd be like, oh, Raph's defense is pretty good. Here's what's interesting about that. Every once in a while, uh, people go into that extreme and they'll call me Captain Defense. And uh, it's a nickname that's only been thrown at me like once or twice. But if you really think about that, what kind of nickname is that? There's not a hero named Captain Defense that comes to protect the city. And in a sport where you're trying to get offensive positions and be highly, highly effective in your ability to submit people, Captain Defense, and even the compliment, can sometimes be somewhat dubious in nature. I don't think they're saying it to be mean or malicious, um, but if you're me, you sometimes look at like the 90th person who's complimented your defense and you go, thank you. So now as a result of all of that, I just kind of, I try to take it in its stride. But occasionally I just kind of get a look like, oh, well, thanks. Now, why would you take it this way? I would say those of you who are highly competitive, uh, who have heard this already, would be like, well, that would suck. I would hate to be told that. That sounds stupid. So I think you, you understand part of the plight. And those of you who maybe, you know, might see this as a strong virtue... You might be like, well, what the fuck are you complaining about, Raph? I'll tell you what I'm really complaining about. I don't just step into a training session thinking to myself, man, let's see how long I can fend them off. The difficult part about being a captain defense is the moment you have to explain to somebody Oh, I only have to play defense because all of my offense did not work. And it's aggravating. It really, it gets under your skin. There are some roles where somebody goes, man, you were really tough there. I couldn't get you that whole eight minutes. And the flip coin to that in my brain is always, well, that meant I also didn't do shit. So not super happy with myself. And it's a fun party trick, you know. Uh, it's also the criticism I would think a lot of people levy at submission-only people, which is they'll let themselves be put into bad positions so that they can then spring those last-minute pop-up submissions or the leg attacks that just come out of nowhere and that it doesn't seem right that somebody who's on the defensive side, if you would, uh, would be able to go ahead and provide uh, a series of offensive attacks. They're not pushing the action. Which is difficult because I, I, from my perspective, like to think, hey, well, I mean, if you didn't submit me, you know, then did you really ever grapple? I don't know. I just, I always think to myself, you know, the submission is always the pure thing that we're all looking for. And I think it's important to acknowledge those who might be called points fighters have a very, very solid ability to get to solid positions. Yesterday you saw it at Kasai. Even when people weren't getting submissions, there were a lot of really solid positionary uh, moments that they were able to get. It's just hard to capitalize on. And sometimes that makes for kind of a boring experience. With all of this in mind, though, um, 
what I try to do with something that I, I get really angry about my own self on is I say, you know what? I can use this to my benefit and to other people's benefits. So whenever I'm helping to train with people or they've got a big tournament coming up, it does become a resource for individuals who I know are going to be competing because if they feel that they're getting me or submitting me a whole bunch, then it's like, oh, well, I'm able to crack the code. So it, it, it does become a useful tool. So I've tried to find something that makes me very aggravated and turn it into a positive for both myself and my team. And really, I think that's the kind of training partner uh, I would want if I were them. But you know what's really stupid? We're in this era of the Joe Rogan podcast, a.k.a. Male Oprah, where everybody's talking about Sober October and everybody's really excited about it. I really personally don't care. I think it's great that they're doing individually. Um, I just find it a little weird of a cult that happens where people are going, did you hear what happened at Sober October? Uh, like, I'm sure it was a very funny episode. I think you guys probably loved it. Not interested. I think it has great health benefits for them. However, the Joe Rogan podcast is the biggest podcast there is right now in the world of jiu-jitsu and MMA especially. So I thought, why don't I make my own challenge to myself? And if you guys want to play along, that's perfectly fine. But again, I'm not trying to, you know, flex on some influence here. I'm just literally telling you what I am going to do for November. And what I have come up with is no defense November. I do this occasionally where I'll say to myself, all right, ref, don't allow yourself to go to your defensive background. Fight to get out of the position, even if it means taking yourself out of your comfort zone, put yourself into a little bit of danger so that way, you know, you're essentially trying to get out of it and that you don't reside in it. Because one of the weaknesses of having a good defense or starting to believe it is, you then just kind of accept the position. You go, all right, try and submit me. I think it's fine as a, a fun party trick to do every once in a while, but it's not something I really want to hang my hat on for jujitsu. So that's what I'm doing. No defense, November. And I'll run it all the way to, let's say maybe the 5th of December, because if we're being honest, uh, the whole Thanksgiving element that's coming up is going to be really difficult to do. And I figure if Joe Rogan can come up with some stupid gimmick that he and his friends get all excited to do, why can't I do one? It'll be a good challenge. And more importantly, um, I will be able to share with you guys what it is that I learned uh, from doing it. And maybe we might find I might get submitted more. That's not a necessarily a bad thing. Because I think one of the downsides to not getting submitted a whole bunch of people complimenting your defense is it means, man, you aren't learning as much as you can if you were getting submitted in bad positions. So if you ever become too complacent in your training, it's my belief to go ahead and switch things up every once in a while. So this is me switching it up. And if you're one of my training partners listening to this, uh, first of all, uh-oh, I don't know what else you've heard on the other shows. But second, do it. I mean, help me become a better grappler. I'd appreciate that very much. All right, 
I think that's going to do it for today. Let's go ahead and say thank you to all of our sponsors, aka Ludagear, aka Fire Grub Meal Prep. Thank you guys so much for your love and support. Uh, if you guys haven't gone and supported us on social media, go do that right now. Go find us on Instagram. Go find us on YouTube. On YouTube, we just did a full live companion show. So if you want to sync up and watch uh, myself and John Evans from BJJ Breakdown talk about Kasai, go do that right now. And then don't forget this week we've got Jay Regal Budo on an episode of Verbal Tap. I think that's going to do it for us, you guys. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you guys on the mats.